Chase a psychedelic rat into a black, black hole And he crawled out real fat He started bleeding shades of purple on the pavement Exclaiming the awakening was so close he could taste it To ease my mind I put on 1992 cartoons And then a wrinkled man he popped up with some breaking news He started screaming as he pointed at the sky Oh my, oh my, I think we're all about to die Well, I guess I'm gonna die too young Something that I had never seen All of my neighbors were but naked and were turning green They started reading out the book of revelations Proclaiming that some superman is gonna come and save them To ease my mind I started smoking herb and drinking booze And then a wrinkled man he popped back on the breaking news He started laughing as he hung his head inside Oh my, oh my, I think we're all about to die Welcome, everyone. How are you, Deweese? I'm good. How are you tonight? Good. So um, I guess Krista's not going to be able to make it. I don't know if uh, she's traveling with Shane or not. Um, so I guess it's just Deweese and I. So how is the weather down by you in Mississippi, Deweese? It is cloudy and cool. Cloudy and cool. Are we warmer than you? We are in the 50s today. I think it's about 61, 62 degrees. We're catching up. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to break the record. <laughs> we've got lots of snow melting. I'm thankful for that. All right. So tonight we got a special guest and a skydiver. I think she's got some cool stories. She just got back from a trip, I believe, just yesterday. So she's been frantically working, trying to catch up on things. And we're going to welcome Ellen in. Hello there. Hi, Ellen. Hello, everybody. How are y'all? We're good. Good, good, good. Yeah, Thank you're right. You. I just got back yesterday, and it's a rainy night in Georgia. It's cold compared to Panama, uh, but I'm really excited to be here with you guys. There, there wouldn't be any other way to get rid of what we call the boogie blues than talking to you ladies about ladies. So tell us about that. We noticed that it seems like a lot of... Um, skydiving events are with boogie what, mm -hmm. what is that about yeah so a boogie for us is an event where skydivers from all over the country all over the world actually um will you know show up at one place um it's a big event you know we typically have a lot of organizers there's a lot of um you know parties events but it's basically where you know we show up together um and just you know community all in one place doing the same thing at the same time you know and, and uh, the one that i just went to is called pepe's island boogie uh it's what i am now considering my forever boogie i'm not going to miss it i'll be there every single year it was on an island called uh i believe contadora is how you say it right off the coast of panama 
And it was the most fantastic experience in the world. I mean, I was there with some of the best skydivers, you know, in the world. Uh, it was a big wingsuiting event, which is new to me. So it was cool. nice to kind of integrate into that community a little bit. I personally am not a wingsuiter, but I've never, I've never really been that close, you know, to, to, to that segment of the sport. And it was, it was just really awesome. We get together, we party, we skydive, you know, we tell stories, we make new friends. Uh, we see old friends. I mean, there's some people that, that see, you know, people at a boogie once a year and that's the only time that they see them, you know, it, okay. it's just a, a place where we get together and, you know, show our love for our sport and for each other. It's amazing. Nice. So um, how, how long have you been skydiving? I started skydiving um, in 2016, which is, is very interesting for me because my parents were actually skydivers in the late 60s, early 70s. I like to say that my dad uh, kind of helped pioneer the sport for me. He had over 500 skydives in the late 60s, which you know, now would probably equate to 30, 40,000 skydives. I mean, that is just almost unheard of. Um, back then, you know, the sport was in its infancy and, you know, it was pretty dangerous. The, the gear was, um, not nearly what it is today. And he, he really did, um, you know, help pave the way for us because he was the one that put in all the work, you know, he was kind of like the test dummy for me, so to speak. Um, they stopped skydiving way before I was born, but I grew up hearing about it my whole life. You know, that was my parents' glory days and, uh, I just, you know, always kind of felt like a skydiver at heart, but I didn't go for my first tandem skydive until my 30th birthday. And uh, as soon as my feet hit the ground, I was like, man, this is what daddy's talking about, you know? And I just feel like it was really in my blood because I went back up the same day for my second tandem. Uh, I was, I was hooked immediately. Um, and went, went, you know, kind of full blast really quick. Uh, you know, I have about um, a little over 1,200 skydives now in six years. And and I, you know, have not been able to skydive very much the last two years because I've been kind of on the injured list. So I, I went full blast really fast. So you said you were on the injured list. What mm -hmm. what happened? Yeah. So um, in June of last year, uh, kind of out of nowhere, um, I was diagnosed with stage four ovarian cancer. Um, I have been pretty sick for a really long time and couldn't figure out what was going on. Wasn't really able to skydive. I was experiencing some pretty severe pain. Um, and then, you know, lost 15 pounds in less than three months with no dietary changes, no activity changes. I mean, just my quality of life was, was going downhill pretty fast. And when you're, uh, when you're an athlete, you know, you're very in tune to your body and you know, when things are wrong, um, but it's a very hard cancer to diagnose, unfortunately. And so it took a little while and we found out in, well, I, I'm going to say July in July of last year, found out, uh, stage four ovarian cancer. So I had to take quite a bit of time off, um, because of how I was feeling prior to diagnosis. And then of course, you know, had, had some things to take care of once I found out what was going on. So it's, I'm just now kind of getting back up in the air and it's going great. Like I, I got current at Pepe's, you know, in Panama. It's amazing. I bet everybody was happy to see you back in the yeah. sky. huh? Yeah. yeah it's, That's you know, it's, it's quite the, quite the story, you know, it's, uh, it's really, it's really uncommon. I'm 35 years old, you know, and I was, uh, extremely healthy. You know, I was a, a vegetarian athlete practically when I was diagnosed. So it's, you know, it's just nothing that, that you do to cause it. And it kind of came out of nowhere. And I think it's really hit some people in our sport, um, pretty hard. You know, it just, it, it puts things in perspective, right? Like nothing's guaranteed even our health when we're taking that, you know, into consideration first in our sport. So, yeah, it's, it was, it was great. I mean, people were so welcoming and so kind, um, you know, and, and everybody was just happy to see me just as happy to see me as I was them. I bet. So, uh, JP Tulo has got the first question asking if you've ever had any malfunctions or what was the worst? Uh, I have, I have, I've had, uh, two, what we, what we call cutaways, um, in the sport. And I would say the first one was probably, 
the worst. It was, it was pretty violent. Um, and to be honest with you, I've had a lot of people, you know, look at the video and slow mo. Nobody's really ever been able to figure out exactly what happened. Uh, my primary canopy just came out a big ball of crap that was not flyable. Oh, wow. um, and it was, you know, it's pretty violent malfunction. I, I was actually on my back looking at my feet when I had to get rid of my canopy, which is not an ideal situation at all. But, um, you know, it's, it's really, I hate to say this and I know how it's going to sound, but I was glad to get it out of the way, you know, get the first one out of the way, because if you're going to have longevity in this sport, you know, and if you're going to continue on as long as you physically can, it's kind of just a matter of, of when, not if. And the training that's been instilled in me since day one was so fluid. You know, it was it was a very fast malfunction and I didn't think about a thing. It, it was all just muscle memory. You know, my my body, my mind and my body connected very quickly and knew exactly what to do to handle the situation. And by the time it was over, I was just kind of almost you know, in shock that I was able to handle it so quickly and properly. And that's just because of the mentors that I've had in this sport um, and the emergency, emergency procedure training that we get. Uh, it's again, it's very fluid. All right. Um, Will Fly asks, can you tell, can Ellen tell us about her first jump experience? Yes. <laughs> yes, I can. Um, like I said, it was my, I went for my 30th birthday. Um, and I was scared, you know, I honestly had this vision that because my parents were skydivers and I kind of knew more than the average, uh, non-jumper, you know, I, I, I would just get out there and be better than everybody and not be scared at all. And, and, you know, kind of be a little bit more of a badass than, than I was. It was very, very humbling, but, um, also probably one of the most peaceful experiences of my whole life. You know, people think that it's, um, it's, it's really loud and fast and they imagine that, you know, your stomach comes up through your throat like a roller coaster. Um, and that's not how it is at all. You know, once you exit the aircraft, um, you feel like you're floating, you know, and it's probably one of the most calming sensations you've ever felt once you get under canopy, because then, you know, you know that the dangerous part is over, or at least what, what, what you think at the time is the most dangerous part is over. And it's so quiet and peaceful and you feel cool breeze on you. Um, and then that view that you get, you know, of the world underneath you when you're under canopy for the first time, there's literally nothing like it. And, you know, we, we say we're just kind of chasing the dragon the whole time. That's why most of us will get into more disciplines in the sport and we'll keep challenging ourselves or try to learn more um, because we're constantly searching, you know, for that feeling that we get on our first jump. It was, it was unbelievably powerful and it completely changed my life. <laughs> Sorry. Very no, nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so again, I warned you about Tony coming into the, in here as he's a, a past skydiver. He says yeah. skydivers party the best. <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> we do. We, we put in a lot of work at our parties uh, and then we wake up really early in the morning to put in a lot of work on our jumps the next day. Yeah, it's, we do. We know, we know how to have a good time. <laughs> All right. Um, looking for some more questions, if anybody's got any. Um, I have one. Okay, go for it. Um, where did you train and how, how long does it take to train before you take your first solo jump? Sure. Um, yeah, so I started skydiving at a smaller drop zone called Music City Skydiving in Waverly, Tennessee. Um, I'm originally from Nashville, or at least I consider Nashville to be my home. I lived there for about 10 years. So, um, yeah, what, what happens is you, you take a course and it's a seven jump course provided that you pass all seven jumps. Um, you know, and you're with two instructors most of the time, but from the first skydive, I mean, you, you essentially are alone, you know, you have two, 
instructors with you when you exit the aircraft until you pull the parachute. And then you have a radio for your landing where they're kind of talking you through that. But in my opinion, that first jump is a solo skydive, right? Because you're not attached to anybody. So the seven jump course, you know, you do, you do your first one and you pass that. Uh, your second jump builds off of that as far as skill and technicality is concerned. And then if you make it all the way to seven, then you are cleared for a true solo skydive. But I always tell people, you know, don't, don't discredit it. The, the program is called AFF. It's called accelerated free fall, free fall. Um, and you don't discredit those guys that are going through AFF. Cause in my opinion, that is a solo skydive, right? You're not attached to anybody. You're the one maneuvering your body in the air. You're the one that's pulling your own parachute. You're the one that is, you know, flying yourself, navigating yourself back home and landing your own parachute. You know, there's, while you're in free fall, you have two instructors there to, you know, assist if anything goes wrong, but it is a solo skydive. Um, essentially after those seven, once you pass your AFF course, then you are certified to jump solo with no instructors though. Hmm. I always like to make sure people know that even if you go on a tandem skydive, you're a skydiver, you know, you've done something that most people in the world are too scared to do. And I humbly think that everybody should go on a tandem skydive once in their life. I realize it, you, you know, not everybody's going to take it up as a sport and that's okay. But I think it's an experience, you know, people should should get at least once. And that leads me to DP's question of how can a wuss who's afraid of heights get themselves to the point of jumping out of a perfectly good any uh, airplane? Any tips? Yeah, absolutely. You you would be surprised. You know, a lot of us are scared of heights. You know, I I have no desire to get up on top of a roof right? That's, that doesn't do anything for me. That doesn't, except for make me scared. Um, it's just a different sensation. Um, the, the height is not relative up there. You know, you're, you're so high. Um, it's not, it's not like you're actually seeing anything that's relative to how high you are. You, you, you don't understand it. Your body can't really even process it. And it's an experience that you, you can't understand unless you try it. Right. So I would I would just do it. You know, the the, the thought process of uh, why would you jump out of a perfectly good airplane? Why not? You know, I mean, when you get something so amazing from it and it's so fundamentally life changing, I mean, why wouldn't you? You know, I mean, it's not tell like us, you're getting a Delta plane to fly to Florida. Huh? Tell us what you said about that airplane. Can I? Because you <laughs> yes. told me that, it, <laughs> that was a bad answer. OK, here's the thing. There is no such thing as a perfectly good airplane, okay? <laughs> and a lot of skydivers are really just trying to get out of them. You know, we I trust I trust my canopy more me flying my canopy more than I trust any pilot flying a <laughs> flying an airplane. And that's well, that's my I, own personal fear, you know. Um, but you you'd be surprised. I mean, a lot of us are scared of heights. It's it's not relative. It's not the same kind of height. I always try to make sure that people know um you know, like I, I mentioned it earlier, that feeling that you get when you're on a roller coaster, you know, that that airtime is what we call it, where it feels like your stomach is coming out through your throat. Um, you don't get that when you skydive, you know, and it's because of science, right? Like the aircraft is already moving. So when you jump out of it, you're not going from a dead stop to a start like you do on a roller coaster. So essentially you're just floating, you know, you're you're floating fast and you're falling towards the earth, but you, you hardly feel that. And especially at that point in your career, because you're in sensory overload, you know? And then I'm telling you when that canopy opens and everything just slows down, it is the most quiet, peaceful feeling you'll ever have in your life. So if there is just one little iota of, of your being that thinks it would be a good idea, just, do it. And I mean, don't worry, the tandem instructors will push you out, you know, no, <laughs> no, no sounds like go. Right. So they're going to get you out of the plane. I mean, you have to be a really strong spider in the doorway to, to not get thrown out of that plane. We'll make sure you go out. As and the airplane's tipping. You're right. Right. But I will tell you this, you know, I have about 1200 skydives. Almost every single skydive I've been on, there's always a, a, a first time skydiver, you know, in the plane. I mean, most of the time there's tandem skydivers in there 
I have never, ever gotten down on the ground with these Tandem students and heard one of them say, that was awful. You know, I wish I wouldn't have done that. I'll never do that again. Everybody's just so glad that they did. And, and conquering that fear that you have right now, you know, just thinking about it, asking me that question, that's the whole point of this, you know? So you that's, never had one that was dead when they got on the ground from a heart Sure have it. Sure have it. Nope. I mean, is, is there death in the sport? Sure. They're extremely minimal. Nine times out of 10, it's going to be, you know, what we call pilot error. It's, it's not the parachute didn't open, right? You know, that's just not how it works. Um, and I always tell people, you know, I, I, I'm an outside sales, right? So I drive a lot for a living. That job is way more dangerous than my job in skydiving. Way more. Way more. So you should try it. Don't sell yourself short, man. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Monsanto says, uh, does she have a tunnel, any tunnel time? And how much did she, did that help you? Uh, yes and yes. <laughs> yeah, I have quite probably uh, a little over 20 hours in the tunnel. Um, very sporadically until recently, um, two, two years ago, unfortunately, right before I was diagnosed, you know, or well, I guess started to get pretty sick where it was affecting my skydiving career. Um, uh, I was training really, really hard to try to get into the big way circuit, you know, to start going on big way, uh, free fly skydives, you know, and, um, I was, there's, there's a, you know, category of sky, skydivers, uh, you know, project 19, you, you'll probably have to do your own research about that, but it's a bunch of just rad women, you know, doing really, really big things for the sport. And they inspired me so much and their, their goals and their passion for, you know, trying to um, empower and secure women's place in the sport. I, I just got really motivated to train and started pretty much spending all my life savings in the tunnel. Um, it, it helps a lot. I mean, it is the most efficient training tool that we have in the sport. Um, 60 minutes in the tunnel is essentially like 60 skydives. You know, it, it's it's efficient. Um, you can get some of the best coaching in the world that way and translate everything into the sky, become a safer, um, you know, more, more profound skydiver from the tunnel. It's yes, yes. And yes, I love the tunnel. And as, as far as I'm concerned, it's its own sport too. I mean, the people that can tunnel fly, you know, like the, the iFly instructors and the ones that compete in tunnel flight, um, you know, they're, they are bona fide athletes and I look up to them a lot. It's a very, very, very hard thing to do. So somebody new like me, if I would go to a tunnel, how much training do I have to have before I go in there and not bounce around like a little popcorn seed? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that's, you know, that's relative, right? Um, so it, it, it takes, everybody is kind of at their own pace. Um, I know for me, I started, <laughs> I hate that I'm going to say this out loud, but I started a little later in life, you know? Um, and it's just, it's not, it doesn't come natural to me, tunnel flight, you know? It, it honestly, flying in the tunnel scares me more than skydiving, um, you know, because you're relative to walls. It, it, for me, it just is a little bit easier to like uh, understand, um, the danger in it, you know, just because you're, you're right there next to a wall that you can bounce off of. So it, it took me a little bit longer, you know, I was a little bit slower. Um, still am. It's not, it's not like it's over, you know, you're just, there's constantly something to learn and constantly ways to progress. So it's, it's never ending, you know, there, I mean, it's just kind of, it's relative to like who you are, how fast you learn and what you want to do. I mean, you can set very minor goals, um, with your instructor and they'll get you there, you know, they'll get you there quickly. If you want to learn how to, um, be stable on your belly and you'd like to do that, um, you know, within 30 minutes in the tunnel, it's, it's highly likely that your instructor can get you there. So it just kind of depends on who you are, how athletic you are, how, how quickly you pick things up and what your goals are. All right. Uh, Will Fly wants to know if you do any formation jumps. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm on a women's team. Uh, we're called Magnificent. Um, unfortunately, I haven't been able to jump with them much lately, you know, for things we were talking about earlier. Um, I'm so excited to get back with the team soon. Um, but yeah, we what we do is travel across the country and set women's head up records in states where there are none established or if they're very old, small records, we'll, you know, reach out to the women that were on those and break the records in that state. So I have a few state records, um, a few state head up women records with my team and they're, you know, that's called formation skydiving. Yeah. And you know what? I am excited about getting back into some, some belly, you know, jump, some belly skydiving. Like the, the more time you take out of the sport, you just learn to appreciate things all over again, almost like you're, you know, like you're just starting. And I, I, I want to be on a, on a big way belly record. And that's something two years ago that I would have never thought in a million years would have really gotten me excited. But yeah, formation skydiving is cool. You get the best pictures that way. <laughs> you get to you get to meet some amazing skydivers because nine times out of ten, it'll be people traveling across the country for those things. Um, it always makes my dad really happy to see me doing formation skydiving too. So yeah, it's not it's not all just free flying for me. That's definitely my passion. But but formation skydiving is really fun. And, and, and I actually have thought about it recently. I want to get back into it much more. So, yes. You seem really excited about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw some pictures from the skydiving, uh, you know, boogie that I was at recently. Uh, I, 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 please don't quote me on this, but I think that they did like a world record for skydivers over 60. And oh. it looked awesome and i mean it's just, it's just fun you know all disciplines in the sport are fun so can i play your video and go through a couple of your pictures absolutely yep let's do it i think that's cool yeah yeah that's me going fast that was probably about 215 miles an hour right there wow. <laughs> That's my good friend, Ansley. She's a newer jumper and she's crushing it. Oh my gosh. She's got about 250 skydives. She just started last year. She's got a ton of tunnel time. This girl's going to be on world records in a couple years. No doubt about it. She's awesome. Where, where is she out of? Uh, she's actually out of Georgia. Yeah. She's out of Atlanta too. Okay. Yep. She went to Pepe's Island with me. Oh, nice. Yep. Um, that I think is your video that we did yeah. in the intro. Mm -hmm. this is, was that this weekend or was or this last week or yep it sure was so that's that beach is where we were landing wow. and that's my good friend Ashley on the left she's another super rad skydiver um yeah so there was a truck that would just pick us up on that beach and take us back to our hotel wow I know <laughs> that's, that's me and Ansley that's nice barefoot yep Yep. Yep. That's her. And I, again, um, she, you know, she's just so cool. She'll, she's a pilot too. You know, she's, I, I introduce her as one of my best friends. She's about 15 years younger than me. And I just want to be like her when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's me flying my canopy, which is one of my favorite things in the sport. I thought this was cool. <laughs> Yeah, so Skydive City is a drop zone in Zephyr Hills, Florida, that I consider to be one of my home drop zones. I usually am there for the winter, and that's where I'll train. That's actually where I met my team a couple of years ago. I've grown a lot as a skydiver there. I have a lot of good mentors there. Yep. And it's a flamingo fest. Oh, that was prom. <laughs> that nice outfit. Thank you. That was prom at uh z hills it's a party of a good friend of mine throws every year for you know birthdays and and just so we can all get together it's not a technically a boogie but it's just so i guess skydivers we really just come up with any reason we can to, to, to party together <laughs> and they made that event so special for me they cool. put signs up and um you know i i won prom queen uh, it yeah, was, I saw that. I was going to have you explain that. <laughs> yep. It was, it was really special. And then that's, that's my favorite tattoo. Um, nice. 
Yep. So the story behind that, uh, you know, strongest girl I know, people have just kind of been saying that to me my whole life, uh, really. You know, I'm mom always said I was loud and strong, you know, strongest mm. girl I know. And I, uh, you know, the, the last surgery I had was very, very major. Um, and I ended up being in the hospital. It, it almost killed me. You know, I was in the hospital for 12 days afterwards, um, you know, recovering from some post-op complications. And then I ended up getting um, a, a really bad staph infection that... Oh. Yeah, that, you know, I, I went through four antibiotics before one started to work. I mean, I it, really, I was saying goodbye, you know, to a lot of my friends. Like, we just we just didn't think I was going to make it out of the hospital. Um, and, you know, I was losing all my veins. I was there, you know, I had had so many IVs and um, essentially ended up having to get that fifth antibiotic that saved my life uh, in my in my feet. <laughs> you know, cause I just didn't have any veins left. And I remember one day I was looking down and I, I looked over at that left arm and it just looked like a battlefield, you know, I mean, it was black and blue and swollen and, you know, and they were constantly having to change bandages because it, it just kept bleeding and I had no veins left on it. Um, and I got the, I just got the concept for that tattoo kind of out of nowhere. Um, in my, pain medication induced stupor yeah. you know and I thought why don't I just remind myself of that moment in the you know in my life every day for the rest of my life because I, I felt so weak and so broken I was alone you know I was there all alone and it was it was my 35th birthday too um, oh. and I was dying in a hospital and I just thought like man I feel so broken right now but I know that I'm the strongest girl. I know, I know I am. And I need to be able to remind myself that because this thing's not over yet. So I got the concept for that tattoo and I love it. I love it. I look at it every day and the veins still never came back in that arm, but they came back at everywhere else. So yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's a reason for that. So my tattoo looks even cooler, but um. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Oh man, that was my first jump back. That was my first jump back. How did you feel? Oh, sure was. And then that says it all. I mean, how did you feel? I, I felt like that, <laughs> you know, I felt proud. Um, and, and at that point things were still pretty painful, you know, mm -hmm. but I, I knew I wasn't doing any damage to my body. It was just kind of having to like fight through the, some pain and, and wait it out a little bit at that point. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't feel an ounce of pain right then. I felt pride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I felt pride. That was the same day. Um, cool. my friends came out there and cheered for me, and yeah, it was it was a special day. Oh, it's my best friend Farah. Farah, I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> She's awesome. I started skydiving with her. Yep. Oh, yeah. We're done. Yep. Yep. You make the best friends in this sport. You know, everybody. Everybody turns into your family. I Not, got one. I need, go ahead. I need an explanation for one. Uh-huh. Hang on a minute. Let's see. Here we go. Where is it? I got to find it. <laughs> My buddy Brian. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll ask this while you're, you're reading. Oh, Do you I'm know Brian? Brother. Yep. That's my brother. Oh, really? Yeah. Not my real brother, but my brother, brother. Oh, yeah. brother. he gives my real brother a run for his money. Well, I think I've lost it. So as the sport grows, what impact does Alan want to have? What advice would you give to a new jumper, male or female? And is there any advice you wish you had gotten at the beginning of your career? Yep, he's good. <laughs> um, so the impact that I want to have no. um, is pretty simple. Uh, I want to... Cre help create a fundamentally different culture for our women skydivers right now um, that is ever progressive. I want to make sure they know they have a w welcoming, safe, fun, 
awesome rad home in skydiving and sometimes that can get a little muddied in the water because we're such a few, small percentage in, of the sport you know um and i want to live leave a legacy of empowerment for them you know i do and it's funny i mean not to try to get um too deep but that that word legacy is something that we we say but you know the last seven months i mean it's really something i've felt right so, you know, I, I want to be there for the rad chicks in our sport as much as I can. I want to make them feel good. I want to help them grow. Um, I want them to progress and do the same thing for other women. That's what I want. Okay. Um, and the advice that I wish that I would have gotten when I started, um, yeah, I mean, 100%, I wish somebody would have sat me down and told me to do what I want to do in the sport, not what other people want me to do, you know, kind of just to follow my heart. Uh, you get pushed in a lot of different directions, and um, I always gravitated towards free flying right from the very beginning, and, you know, that's what I wanted to do. Um, I wish somebody would have told me that it was okay to do that right from the beginning, you know, to work my way up to that as fast as I can, so... Yeah. Well, Angela is saying you are a true inspiration and you definitely are. We're, Thanks, Angela. we're glad we found you. Yeah. This is um, fun. <laughs> I, have a, I have another question. Um, in paramotoring, we have um, PPG ratings like one, mm -hmm. two, and three. In um, skydiving, do you have levels of certifications? Mm -hmm. We sure do. Yeah. Um, we call them licenses. Um, so we have you know, um, when, when you're going through, um, your training and AFF, uh, you, you know, once you finish that 25 jumps or however long it takes you, you know, I hate to kind of quantify it with a number at minimum 25 jumps, you get your A license. Um, and then from there there's B, C, and then D is your final license. There's some talk about possibly creating an E license. I'm not sure kind of where we're at with that in the sport, but it would be more like, uh accreditation at that point it's not necessarily licensed but a b c and d is what kind of defines your your skill level and your qualifications and what you're rated to do in the sport different types of things so yeah yeah and where are you at i have my d license yeah yeah i got that a couple years ago okay mm -hmm. so before we ask wills what is i know i've tried joining a couple of the skydiving uh, group pages just to uh -huh. post like your thumbnail what is the one thing if you get is it if you screw up or if you don't land on your feet is there like a rule that you guys have hmm um i guess i don't know like because one of the questions and i oh owen beer is that something like that that's what i was thinking yeah, so did come about? honestly, that's getting out of control, in my opinion. <laughs> that's getting a little out of hand, guys. Scott Evers getting a little out of hand. Um, but the, the, so when you do something for the first time, uh, you owe beer, right? So the uh, the first time you or or when you get your A license, you owe beer, or when you just an um, excuse to party. <laughs> it's an excuse to party, guys. We all know it is. Like, give it up. <laughs> give it up. Yeah. So there's, and then at some places there's, there's a beer line, you know? So it's like, if you don't land within this certain parameter, if you go outside of it, you owe beer. Okay. We just like beer. We just like, <laughs> we just like beer. We like, you know, we like to drink beer at night and we don't like to buy it. We like to make one person buy it every night. That's pretty hey, much what are you drinking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you drinking right now? Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> wine. <laughs> it's actually white claw in a wine glass. Oh, really. okay. <laughs> All right. Will Fly, um, what's your very favorite thing about skydiving and what is your least favorite? The camaraderie. The camaraderie is my very favorite. And I'll tell you yeah. this. I mean, and so this is why I'm okay about talking about that I have cancer, right? Because things, it's a part of my life. And I think the last, you know, probably two or three questions, it's, it's, it was relevant with my answer, right? 
But when I got sick, my Sky family, you know, people that I've never met in my life came to the call of duty. You know, you just, when you become a skydiver, you all of a sudden have 40,000 brothers and sisters that will drop anything, go anywhere and help. And that's, that's the truth, you know? So the camaraderie in the sport has been my favorite part. Um, I have not been able to jump very much in the last two years, you know, one year and a half because I was really sick and then going through treatment to not get sick. And I didn't miss a beat in my sport with my community. You know, I haven't lost any friends. I still get invited to everything. You know, people still contact me for consultation and advice and training. I will be able to get right back into, you know, leaving camps. Um, they're my family. So that's the thing that I love the most about skydiving. Um, the thing that I like the least is probably the fact that I can't do it forever. <laughs> that's, that's what I like the least, but I'll be a skydiver forever, regardless if I'm jumping or not. Hey, read the screen. <gasps> hey, mama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hi, she, mom. She was a skydiver too. She was, she was one of the original skydivers. My, my dad used to throw her out of a plane to test the wind and see where they needed to jump from. <laughs> hey, if mom wants to join in, we'll put the link on there for her to Don't, join in. Come on, mama. She's, oh, she's a hoot, man. <laughs> she's got, got Google Chrome. We'll send you the link. All right. Dweez. Tony says, if you owe beer, that means you did something first. Yeah, that's right. He's right. <laughs> Yep. 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 Um, there was another one Tony had, um, what's the best aircraft, um, that you like to, to jump? I like twin otters, super twin otters. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my favorite. They, they get to altitude fast. They're big. You don't have to be so cramped up with people. They've got a great door to get out of. That's my favorite jump plane. Um, you know, I did my AFF and probably my first 250 jumps out of a King Air, which is a smaller plane. You know, it holds about 14 people. Um, the door is really narrow, but it, it gets to altitude really fast. You know, set seven to nine minutes sometimes, depending on who's flying it. Um, and I did like those a lot because I was working in the sport and it was just nice to get up there, you know, quick and not have to have all that time in the plane. Um, but it, it's a, it's a very dangerous plane to pilot. Um, you know, you have to be very experienced to fly one of those safely with jumpers in it. And there's just not a lot of pilots out there that I believe are qualified to do that. So, um, my, since then, my favorite has been a twin otter. Nice. Yeah. Tony's asking another one. Um, and if you use your reserve or saying, if you use your reserve, yeah. you owe a bottle to your person that packed your reserve. That is absolutely correct. We, we don't, at that point, it has become more, uh, expensive of a, of an, of an owing somebody. And, and, you know, you bump that up to liquor. You got to get them whatever liquor they want. If they pack your reserve and save your life, you get them what they want. Hmm. Yeah. Do you right. jump all year, year round? Uh, I try, you know, that's why I go to Florida during the winter. Um, so I can jump down there where it's a little bit warmer uh, even though I'm in Georgia, you know, I just don't particularly care to jump in the cold. It's not that it's just not that fun to me. Um, and, you know, my body now is I have to protect it a little bit more um, and make some decisions kind of based off of like longevity in the sport. Uh, and cold weather is a little bit more damaging to your bones, believe it or not. You know, they don't they just don't work as fluidly when it's cold outside. Um, so, and, and not just oh, yeah. your bones, but like the tendons, the ligaments, you know, things like that. It's a little bit harder to just say loose and relax. Um, so I go, I go down South to jump in the winter. So I, I try to, I try to stay as current as I can and jump all year long. Not at one place though. Too cold. Too cold. All right. Um, what's the most common altitude you jump from? Uh, 14,000 is, is probably the most common. I mean, anywhere, anywhere from 12 to 14,000, but we're all shooting for 14. Uh, that's the lowest, well, excuse me, the highest altitude you can jump from, uh, without needing supplemental oxygen. 
So if we were to go any higher than that, we would have to have oxygen in the plane. So for big weight records and multi-planes, you know, on a record, that's, that's what they're doing with those little tubes in their mouth. If you see that on TV or, you know, on any videos is they're using oxygen in the plane because above that, uh, it's, you get hypoxic if you're up there for too long. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Tony Marzano says Charles Charlie Mullins has the best King Air to jump from. He is one of four pilots in the country that I will get in with a King Air. That is correct. Uh, Mike Mullins, Trey Holiday. There's another um, Australian pilot I call Samson that I'll get in with. And Rook, I'd, I'd get in a King Air with you. I don't even know if you fly King Airs, but I would get in one with you. So, <laughs> uh, Let's see. Eric's trying to get mom in. Oh, is she coming? I don't know. We're trying. I couldn't pull the picture up, but uh, did I see a photo of you with um, Steven Tyler? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Tell us a story on that. I met him at Whole Foods. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I met him at Whole Foods. I, I lived in Nashville for 10 years and Nashville is just one of those um, types of places where, you know, like I, I had sushi with Taylor Swift one time, you know, at a little hole in the wall restaurant. I mean, you know, they're not, they're not famous people there. They're just people. Yeah. You know, so I actually did meet a lot a lot of pretty, pretty famous people. He, he was one of the only ones that let me actually take a picture with him. I thought that was pretty cool, but yeah, I just um, ran across the photo. Yeah. I, I wish I could say like we exchanged numbers and we're best buds and everything, but I, (laughs) I literally just saw him at the olive bar and whole foods and took a picture. All right. Foxy paramotor girl. Um, she's a past guest. She says, I missed the beginning. Have you ever participated in any of those epic skydiving dance routines and how young were you when you started? So it's funny you say that. My friend Ansley that was in some of those pictures with me earlier, mm-hmm. I feel like that's going to be a path for her. You know, she's very pretty when she skydives and just very, very dainty. She's got she's got a good amount of tunnel time for when she started and, and starting to do some of that dynamic work. Um, me personally, I want to go way too fast for that Like right now. I mean, I'm not saying it won't be something that I, go, I get into um, down the road, but I mean, I really like my, my core goal is just to go as fast as possible right now. I just like my cheeks to be wrapped back behind my ears kind of fast. Um, and that's a little bit slower of a skydive. So I, I personally have not done that. I have some friends that have, I think, you know, my girlfriend that I was just talking about, I think that's going to be a great path for her. Um, it's not my thing now, but who knows, you know? Um, and, and I, I started skydiving at 30. Yeah. Nice. All right. Any, Did mom get in? Yeah, I, I'm not seeing mom. Mom, the code is in the chat. If you're able to log in, use Google Chrome or Foxfire. She, she might only have an iPad to use. I don't I know. I think you can get in with that if you Maybe. got Chrome. So, how many viewers we, do we have? Uh, twenty-six. Nice. But we'll get more throughout the night, um, being that it's recorded and everything. So, yeah, yeah this is great. I'm really glad that you guys asked me to be on. Um, it's yeah. nice. I, I I feel like I'm just kind of starting my comeback, you know. Right. And I've got uh, a lot of really grandiose goals, um, and this is like my first stop, you know, to kind of let the world know that 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 I'm coming back. I've been using this hashtag for the last few months. The comeback is coming, but I think it's here. You know, I really do. I think it's here. Um, Past questions. Kelby had asked if um, there's any, I'm trying to remember uh, any jump zones in Macon, Georgia. I think he asked. Uh, close to Macon, Georgia. Uh, I'm actually originally from Warner Robins. So that's, that's funny. Um, I, uh, jumped at Skydive Atlanta. I worked at Skydive Atlanta for about two years. Uh, and that's in Thomaston. So that's pretty close. I think that's about 45 minutes away, maybe an hour. Okay. Um, there's, there's four drop zones in, in Georgia, which is quite a bit, honestly. Okay. But that would be Um, the closest one. 
Eric is asking, what other hobbies do you have? Oh, um, well, so I, I know it's not a hobby, but I, I am, you know, a professional, right? I like to say I have a big girl job. Um, and I, and I love what I do for a living. Um, I work for the largest flooring manufacturer in the world on the new construction side. Uh, and I just accepted a promotion into a business development role. Um, but I've been in that industry for 18 years. So I like to think that, you know, I can be a consultant in skydiving. And then I'm also obviously a consultant in my professional career. And I enjoy that quite a bit, not a hobby. Um, you know, I like to write rock climb, um, whitewater rafting, you know, honestly, I, I am very interested in, you know, taking a look into paramotoring and things like that. Um, I got to find a way to be able to fly a canopy when I can't fly a canopy and skydiving anymore. And I just feel like paramoting might be like a really good thing to kind of segue into because it's less impact on the body. Um, and, a, you know, like I said, a big goal is protecting my body right now. So I'm excited about maybe getting into that, too. So um, before the show, we talked, guys, that maybe she should come to Bad Apples because it's not far away. What? It, how yeah. far did you figure it was from where uh, you're Just at? probably about three hours. You said America's, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not far at all. Wait. We come up there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Justin wants to know, where is your home drop zone? That's complicated because <laughs> I travel so much, you know, I mean, the, the technical answer would be music city skydiving in Tennessee, right? Because most people answer that question with, you know, where they started jumping. Um, so right now, uh, skydive Georgia or what a lot of people call the farm is where I leave my heart you know, cause that has been the drop zone that has taken care of me here while I've lived in Georgia since I moved here from Nashville. Um, and uh, eventually I'm going to be moving to Cincinnati. So it'll probably be another one there. You know, it's, 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 I, I move around a lot, you know, and right now I'm living full-time in my RV so I can travel as much as possible as comfortably as possible. Um, so yeah, all right. Answer to the question. Scott have Georgia here in, in Georgia. Yeah. That's my home drop zone right now. <laughs> and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. That's <laughs> my like, final answer. <laughs> reel it back in, Ellen. Reel it back in. What's your home drop zone? Scott have Georgia, the farm. That's, that's my home drop zone right now. Right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Eric's asking, do you ever want to fly PPG? I think she pretty much already said that she's interested. So yeah, I do. I do because yeah. a big, you know, part of my skydiving career has been canopy flight. Um, I was kind of bred to be a camera flyer. You know, I immediately started working in the sport the second that I was qualified to. Um, and over half of my skydives are work jumps where I was filming tandem skydives, you know, first, first time tandem skydives. And when I was doing that, I got very, very into canopy flight you know, because that's just part that that's just what happens. You know, your, your work jump is filming the tandem student. And then when the tandem student's gone, you get to have fun under your canopy. And that's typically, in, in my opinion, I've seen most canopy pilots. That's kind of how they, they figure out that they have a, a profound love for canopy flight. And that was my very definitive direction in the sport initially and I got pretty good pretty fast. Um, things changed when I stopped working in the sport. And I, I, then I really wanted to start focusing on free flying. And I got out of canopy flight a little bit. Um, but now, I, again, I'm thinking about just a way to do, continue to do what I love. You know, I'm nowhere near ready to slow down or stop now. As a matter of fact, I feel like I'm just getting started. But eventually, I'm going to have to make some changes and I don't want to make many sacrifices. So I think PPG is probably going to be a good segue for me. To well, be we, can, we can introduce you to it in May. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, I'm coming. That's a date. That's happening. All right. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Awesome. And you're welcome to bring your pillow and a sleeping bag. Or if you don't have one, you're welcome to stay with us. No, I'll bring my oh. house. 
Oh, there you go. <laughs> you can stay with me. <laughs> we might have to if our our home on wheels isn't fixed. <laughs> oh no, yeah, it's it's a process. Uh, Tony says couch freaks. Have you heard of it? Couch freaks. Couch freaks. I haven't. I haven't. I need to connect with this Tony guy. He seems he seems to be super cool. No, he I don't is. think so. I don't think so. What can he tell us what it is? What's a couch freak, Tony? Explain. <laughs> yeah, there are there are people that skydive on couches. <laughs> I've seen that on YouTube. Mm, that yeah. surprised me. Um, and eat pizza and <laughs> Yep, that's that's my friend McKenna. <laughs> Eric says mom and dad raised an outstanding woman. <laughs> yep. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, they um they did, the community did. I don't know. It takes a it takes a village. I appreciate it. Um you have brothers and sisters? I have two older sisters. Yep. Zero they have zero interest in skydiving whatsoever. Really? Um they okay. are, you know, rock star parents and and uh, I, I can't, I can't even get them to come out and watch me. It scares them so bad and that's okay. <laughs> you know, however, my niece, Claudia, um, is coming with me when she's 18 years old. She will be with me. Yeah. Nice. She's, she's so ready to go on a jump now. She's hung out with me in a drop zone and you can just see it in kids eyes. You know, my parents will tell you that I, yeah, that they're, they're surprised it took me until I was 30 to go. And, you know, it's just, it's probably the, the biggest connecting thing that we have in our relationship now. It's a, it's about all we talk about and they just are not ever surprised by anything that I do. You know, they're just not, they, they, they knew it was all going to happen. <laughs> when was the last time your mom and dad jumped? Oh, way before I was born. Oh, okay. Yeah. Way before I was born. Um, okay. They, they did, you know, I think mom, she had a much lower jump number that was a little bit more typical for that, for that time. Um, over 500 jumps is, a, is a radical number in the late sixties, early seventies. Um, I think mom had maybe like 12 or 13, which is a lot. And, you know, again, my dad was literally just throwing her out of a plane. I mean, these weren't static line jumps, you know, she was, she was doing the, the full shabam. If I, if I'm remembering correctly, you know, it's funny. They just never talked about why or when they quit. They just always talked about the actual skydives, you know. But I, I think mom kind of wanted to start a family and things like that. And, you know, dad dad had done enough. I mean, at that point, you know. Yeah. Have they either one considered skydiving again? Well, I mean, it's just, you know, it's not, it's not that easy to get back into it like that. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not not trying to throw him under the bus. I don't think my dad really could, you know, just physically. Um, and then I remember when I first started, I said, well, dad, why don't you just go on a tandem? And I, I think he threw something at me, you know, across the room or, you know, like I realized pretty quick that that's just not the way it works. <laughs> you know, he, well, they didn't even have tandem skydiving when I was, you know, skydiving. And uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I bet mom, you know, I bet mom, would definitely go on a tandem one day They, I think they get their fix at, through me though, you know, just kind of living vicariously through me. They, they've been out to the drop zone to watch me for some yeah. big events. And um, yeah, they, they, they're my biggest fans. They're my biggest supporters. I've never had to worry about what a lot of people do with their parents being so scared, you know, about skydiving and, and things. Uh, I remember after my first cutaway, uh, my dad was very, very upset with me that I didn't jump again that day. You know, he, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He thought it was really important for me to go do another skydive that day, uh, and I didn't. And he, you know, he he made sure I understood why that was important. Just put it yeah. that way. Yeah. yeah. And he was right. You know, he was right. Hmm. So, Tony um, said he's old school, <laughs> and the it was a boogie back in the day. The couch one. Uh-huh. And how about Quincy? And he says, I bet your parents know what I'm talking about. And they're all wondering if you're single because <laughs> he's asking for a friend. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am single. <laughs> oh, 
Judy. Oh, Mama. Yeah, that's plane crashed still. What? That's why they stopped skydiving. Oh, Oh. my. They lost the plane. See what I mean, guys? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They didn't lose their gear. They didn't lose their love for skydiving. They lost their plane. Mom (laughs) lands on a tandem. That's great. Nice. Way to go, Judy. Yeah. (laughs) Mama Judy is the best, man. She's awesome. Yeah, it crashed. <laughs> a lot a lot of times I'll um I'll call her on speakerphone with a lot of my friends to get some advice and everything. And you know, she's just got a lot of quirky one-liners. She's probably one of the smartest women I've ever met in my life, and she will tell it like it is. <laughs> there's there's where, do they live? Do are they in, where are they in? They're in one Robins. Tennessee. No, not in Tennessee. I know it's I I'm, I make it more complicated for everybody else, but I was born and raised in Warner Robins. Um I moved to Nashville, Tennessee when I was 21. Okay. And I lived there for about 10 years. So in my mind I feel like I grew up there, you know, and that's that's home for me. That's where I started skydiving. That's where I, you know, met most of my forever friends and things. So I will refer to Nashville as home, but I was born in Warner Robins. Okay. <laughs> DP says bad apples is no place for single women. After this group has been asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I think she can hold her own. <laughs> Again, uh, you want to know about that legacy I want to leave behind? That's it. <laughs> yep. Yep. He seems like a cool guy, though. He seems like somebody I would party with, really. (laughs) (laughs) We will be meeting him and Angela for the first time in two weeks. Actually, nine days, Angela and Tony. So, um, all right. So anything else? Um, We hit our hour. Went fast. Man, that went so fast. Yeah. Yeah. An hour goes by. It does. It does. I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, I I feel like, um, you know, there's always so much to talk about, but uh, you asked some, some really good questions that kind of drew a lot of my story out that I wanted to talk about. And, you know, I guess in closing the things that, you know, I want people to remember about skydivers and especially women skydivers or that you know, things are a little bit harder for us. So, you know, we're all just really, really trying to be good, you know, and be loved and accepted. And uh, I want to leave a legacy behind um, that that is exactly what skydiving is for women, is a culture of love and acceptance and a place where just rad chicks can do rad things, you know? So if there's anybody that ever watches this podcast, an existing skydiver that's a woman, um, somebody that's interested in getting into the sport. You know, if you ever have any questions or um, conflicts, trouble, you want some one-on-one training, you know, or if you just want to take a vacation together and go skydive somewhere that you've never been, but you don't want to go alone. I mean, whatever scenario you can think of, I'm, I'm your sister, you know, you can reach out, you can call me and, you know, let's just go have some fun together. Uh, I plan awesome. to do that when I get to Georgia. I'm calling you right away. Yeah, I cannot wait to meet you. I cannot yeah. wait. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, so one last thing everybody's uh, anxious to hear about. Are you on any social media sites? Please yeah, absolutely. Can find you. So Instagram is Sarah Ellen L. Now you know my secret. I go by my middle name. Uh, now you <laughs> yep. know why I was asking. <laughs> yep, Sarah Ellen. <laughs> um, Facebook is obviously Ellen Pulford, and I've started this new TikTok venture. Um, it's a funny backstory. I'm I'm starting to get into a little bit of public speaking uh, and cultivating that. And I worked with a brand coach, and it was you know a 65 year old woman that looked me in the eyes and she said, Ellen. Facebook is for old people, you know, you need a TikTok and I'm like, good grief. So that's, you know, I'm on TikTok now as Ellen Pulford too. Um, should have some really cool stuff from Pepe's Island on there soon and, uh, working on a YouTube channel now. So, and also my brother Brian and I are, uh, actually, you know, working on cultivating a podcast. We've got a really good concept and we're bringing in some advisement. So 
uh, yeah, a lot of big things in the works. Um, also want to give my sponsor a shout out, Option Studios. Uh, they have been such a huge part of my recovery and my comeback. And they have really, really done a phenomenal job partnering with women in the sport. They make the only, in my opinion, the only true women's cut jersey for skydivers. Um, and they have been so good to me throughout everything. And I can't wait to, you know, like I said, be a part of the comeback with them moving forward and anybody else that wants to sign up for it. And so. where do we find them? Is there- uh, Option Studios. You can find them online. I think it's www.pullupcords.com is how you find their website. Um, I post a lot of stuff about them and I have a link for their website on my Instagram too. Okay. Yeah. All right. So if anybody wants to join in the chat, um, we can take up to 10 total. So if anybody wants to say hi to Ellen, she'll be around for a little bit, um, having a little drink with us and (laughs) hanging out and, and, uh, we will, I guess, wait. Deweese, you where do we find you? I know, I know. A little happy. Oh, yeah, Deweese, where do we find you? I'll I'll look for it real quick. Okay, um, you can find me on YouTube under Deweese Milstead, Facebook under uh, Deweese Milstead, TikTok under Weezy RN, and Instagram under Weezy RN. Okay, and you can find me at Facebook at Jade Lear. Uh, if you are a female that's interested in being on the show and sharing your story, that would be awesome. Um, also, if um, you want to check out, I do TikToks once in a while. I think it's Fl- Flying Flamingo Jade or Flying Flamingo 12 on Instagram and TikTok. Try one of those. Um, and I'm I'm around. Um, in the meantime, let's see if I can pull one last thing up before we say goodnight. I want to do this real quick. I It just got buried. I'm really sorry. And, oh, man. Bear with me. Do we sing a song or something in the meantime? <laughs> You don't want me singing on your show. <laughs> You'll lose viewers quickly. <laughs> no. Okay, here we go. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Angela. <laughs> Happy birthday, Angela. Hope you have a great evening yet. Um, keep partying. I know you do. And until <laughs> and until next time, fly safe, everyone. And thank you, Ellen. Just stick around. Thank and thank you for hanging out with us. Bye.